0: Oi, oi. How's it, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Pony Games podcast. Tom and Meg should be joining in the next 10 minutes or so. Rory's going to try his best to hop on the call as well. Uh, he's just making his way back from London. Uh, today, our special guest is Joe Garnett. Uh, you might know him from Team Hereford and Worcester uh, He's also running for French Team Le Bond. Uh, and I discover on this call that he is a record holder with three World Pairs titles. Um, so definitely loads to learn from him. Hope you enjoy. Um, so how did you enjoy your lockdown? Um hated it at first. Obviously, like,
1: really stressful not being able to do anything, go anywhere, see anyone. Um,
0: do you live by yourself?
1: Yeah, so I bought my house two years ago. and um, got about six months worth of having a great time and then obviously coronavirus hit and that, that kind of ruined everything. Um, but no, like, it's been good for me, really. I've, obviously, I've got, like, the horses and stuff, so that's a, a great excuse to get out of the house. Yeah, one thing um,
0: always do, which is quite nice.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, I've worked the entire way through as well, because I work at a food production place. Um, what, do
0: you, what do you do?
1: So I work in continuous improvements, which is like a...
0: Sounds like an industrial engineering type thing? Yeah, sort of. Like, I'm a facilitator,
1: so... It's yeah. We have to deal with like all projects and stuff, basically. So anything that can improve production or make things safer, make things run better, smoother,
2: more efficient.
1: Yeah, like green initiatives as well. Um, but it's I work for one of the biggest food production like companies in the UK, so it's, it's big money projects, and when you look at the figures, it's frightening. Some of the some of the amounts of money that we throw away for no reason is disgusting.
0: Wow, that's crazy! Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then so I mean that's what you've been doing work wise. You said that you've got the ponies that you can always go to. Which yeah, has been quite nice. Um, what did you do? I mean, what games ponies do you have? I know I know of Zach because apparently you've done extremely well on Zach, and not a is Zach the same pony that you rode at the competition on the weekend?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. The he's more yeah. probably more well known as either the dragon, the magic dragon, or the ginger dragon.
0: The magic dragon.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that that actually came from Mary Worth. We were at an external show once, and I've called him dragon probably ever since I've had him. Um, I got okay. him from a Welsh rider, Joe Dale. Um, and obviously, like, he's a big red Araby pony.
2: Yeah. So,
1: like, once he gets excited and his nostrils get all flared up and everything, he looks like a dragon anyway. So we just called him the Welsh dragon and the dragon, and, yeah, Mary calls him the magic dragon. Nice, I assume yeah. just for the kids, like, it makes it more exciting for them thinking that there's, like, a dragon out there. <laughs> yeah he's wild that's adorable yeah so i've ridden zach for i think this is either my 16th or 17th season on him oh, um, Holy yeah. yeah it's crazy like so there's three age groups worth of people that have probably only just been alive as long as i've been riding the same horse in the sport like it's wild i got him when he
0: was five <laughs> and he's 22 now that's insane. Uh, and then you said yeah. you came from a, a, a Welsh rider. Yeah, were they quite competitive before you got it?
1: Um, no. So when she had him, she I think she bought him that season or got him that season or whatever it was. Um, she was training him up. I know. I think Bradley Stamp actually rode him once that year. Like maybe took him to an individuals or something. Okay. Um, but he was he was a novice when I got him. It was the choice was between him or Milo, the pony that um, Holly Rouch ended up buying. Okay. Um, so yeah, it was like I try both of them, see which one you like. And I'd always said like, because I've always ridden mares, so I'd always said I don't want a gelding, I don't want an Arab, and I don't want a chestnut. And I ended up with a gelding chestnut Arab bro. Right? <laughs> it's just, it just was that thing. Like I sat on him. Um, I think we we're at Stoneley into counties, um, and she said try, like, go and try and do like go through the poles or go to a bin or whatever. And the second I kicked him and just felt the speed and everything, I was like, yeah, that's mine. I'll take this one.
0: That's incredible. And then you guys yeah. saw some pretty crazy success as well, which we'll get on to, but I think we'll we'll, we'll build up to, to what you've done over the years. Sure. Um, so do you have any other ponies or is it just Zach?
1: No, so I've got um, one of them, Big Shirley or Big Fat Shirley, as she's now known because she is massive, um, is my like second pony, you know, sort of like a reserve, like a spare pony. Um, she's pretty good. Well, she's good when she wants to be. She's She's got that real mareish attitude. So if she wants to be great, she's great. And if she wants to stop in the middle of the ring and f- have an argument and a fallout and stuff, she'll do that too. Um, and then I've got a French youngster that I got from, Quentin.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, he's been out to a couple of shows. Took him to Belgium for like their end-of-season show, which is spectacular. Um, Where
2: is that?
1: It's at... Oh, the place where they did the did they do the worlds there and stuff. Um, I don't know. You,
0: you're you you're the one at the experience here. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of where. It, oh, it's Glen. Glen. So okay. spelt like G-H-L-I-N. Um.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. Ridiculous place. It's like it's this really nice um, all weather arena in the middle of like a big trotters track. There's a huge like grandstand and stuff.
0: I think I've um, seen photos.
1: Yeah, it's a wicked place. Really good place. That's right. That's my favorite competition of the season. Usually,
0: that's another one of the questions that I have for you later on. <laughs> uh, that's
1: but that's all right. Cool. We can get
0: to that. <laughs> that's cool. Um, so you have a little French pony that Quentin gave you. Why? Why? Why did you have him? How do you end up with him? Is it is it a gelding? Is it a mare?
1: Uh, yeah, it's a gelding, oh. um, and a big, big old gelding at that. I think he's probably about fifteen hands <laughs> or something. You know, you know that like, like yeah. verging on a bit too big for the sport, but he's, he's a good boy. Um, I can't remember why we ended up getting him to be honest it was one of them things like Zach Zach was getting older um, and Shirley is alright I, I don't know I think I just was looking for something like you know something extra just to play around with okay So um, yeah we ended up getting Baz um, he came on really well I took him to a show at, well, at Aston Revolves where we were at the weekend mm-hmm. um, took him to a show there last year obviously riding with Hereford and Worcester um and he was great, like like listening and really paying attention to what I was trying to get him to do and stuff. And then obviously a couple of sessions in, you know what happens, they get a bit too confident and off he went. And that was that was sort of the end of me having a nice calm casual
0: ride. It ended up being like Got a bit fast trying. as
1: we can. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I know I know all too well about that.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm not used to that. Zach is such a nice pony to ride, right? Like.
0: Yeah, uh, I saw I saw you this like this last weekend, like riding on the buckle. I think it was might have been litter. But yeah, oh, it, just, yeah. it just looked super, super chilled. Yeah, and, um, I mean
2: no, no problem.
1: I think I'm quite well quite well known for having like a hot seat as well. So if it's an easy pony to wind up, I'll wind it up to its limit, right? Just without even trying. But Zach is so calm. So I think once like once we get into an arena and stuff, it just it just flows.
0: I guess I guess that's why you've done so well on him just because it's, it's nothing putting you off like your accuracy really.
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think as well, obviously, like the time time that we've been a partnership and stuff, it's just, you just get that bond, don't you?
0: Yeah. So and you, you said just before the call that you've been riding now for what, 21 years?
1: Yeah. Is so start, started I started games? MGA in 2000.
0: Wow. That's insane. How did you even get into horses? What is your situation?
1: Um, so mum and dad used to ride So, before me and my sister were born mum and dad used to ride like locally Um, we've got like a big national national trust place or whatever it is Clubber Park and we used to be able to ride horses through there and stuff so they you know for like dates and stuff on a weekend or whatever they used to just go and borrow horses and go up there and then they ended up I think mum was working on a yard just after me and Sarah had been born Um, and I don't know we've just always we've grown up around horses all our lives so obviously about three, four years old, you get plunked on some 11-hand, <laughs> naughty little Shetlandy, y pain in everyone's, pain <laughs> little, in everyone's ass. Little pony though. rides. Yeah. But yeah, so I've been riding probably since I was about three, which I'm not going to say the year, that that means I've been riding since.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that will make you sound old. You're, you're definitely not old, Joe.
1: Oh, I don't know about that. Feeling it. I'm feeling old now. The weekends kill me off.
0: Yeah, it is it is pretty high, like it's pretty intense to go from like a full work week going to competition. It's not really like you're relaxing.
1: No, I always say this. Like people talk about holidays and stuff. Obviously, for me, I don't know, the last five, six years, we've been going out to like Sweden for um Scandinavian, going out to France for competitions. And anywhere else that really I can go for a competition. And um, but then people say, like, oh, you're always off going like here, there, and everywhere. But a competition is not a not a holiday. Yeah, no, no, not like at a, all.
0: No, I don't even
1: remember the last time I actually went on a holiday without horses and stuff. I right?
0: Yeah, because you have to be quite like conditioned yourself. And then it's like the preparation leading up to it is sort of exhausting, and that's in between your work day. And then you get to the competition and it's like I mean, it's it's pretty lush, like it's great fun. But then, at, like you want to socialize as well, so you'll be having late nights at the bar and then riding during the day. And obviously, it like takes a lot of your concentration. I mean, I, I wouldn't really know about late nights
1: at the bar. Obviously, I'm such a good boy. Obviously, yeah, You're so Frodo, well behaved.
0: You, know, you guys, you, you and Frodo are on the same track. You know, you only go out on the, your your last two peas in a
1: pod. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Me and Frodo are two peas in a pod. A hundred percent.
0: Uh, okay, well, we—I we, think everyone knows that, that we're being hugely sarcastic.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: yeah,
0: um, I think the first time I met you was in Ireland, and yes, at the, at the bar. <laughs> I don't think that's, anything changed.
1: No, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how I meet everyone. To be honest, been usually...
0: I think that no. was my first one. Did you go to Worlds in France? I think it might have been 20... 2014. 14. Were you there? Yeah, so
1: I was, yeah, I was there because we... It's a funny story for why I was there, actually. So 2013, I did the World Team Champs in New Zealand, obviously got selected to ride for England at that. Um, and we went out and... I mean, throughout history, that's probably my favourite competition that I've ever done. It was so, like, so well organised. We were so well looked after. And, like, obviously going over and borrowing ponies and stuff, you don't...
0: You don't expect for the result to be too good.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think obviously because you don't know the horses and whatever, and you don't you don't expect people to just, just be like, "Oh, here's my amazing like a final top of the range horse." Like, try that. Try this one. Try this one. And when we got there, it literally was that. Like, the pony that I rode when I was in New Zealand um, it was the Palomino pony that Josh Adamson brought over when he came back. So, yeah. um, and it was absolutely unreal. Like.
0: That's crazy.
1: Yeah. yeah. So from the second I sat on that horse when I got out there, it, just, it was one of them things like, you know, when you sit on a horse and you just know. Like I sat on Trigger and I was like, oh, yeah. He was, it, it was so calm, so casual. And then I kicked him and obviously nearly fell off the back. He was so fast. It was <laughs> unbelievable. But yeah, so we did that. Um, and then the year after that, the Worlds was in France. Obviously, I've got a really close relationship with the Versals anyway um, and LeBond. Mm. Um, so then when we'd found out that it was there and everything and New Zealand were obviously looking for ponies because you weren't travelling horses over from New Zealand Um, I know the leases were going to be lending a few or all of the team's worth of ponies and I said to Colin Carson who was the trainer at the time if you want to borrow Zach you can Um, I, I think Josh was already over riding in our Royal Berkshire team um, but like, so Stephen Hooker was the one that was going to be looking for a pony anyway. Um, yeah. I'd seen him ride while we are out in New Zealand. Obviously, lovely lad, really looks after his horses and stuff. Rides basically the same as I ride. Oh, wow. Um, That's so handy. yeah, so I'd said, to, I messaged Colin Carson and just said, if you want to borrow a pony, like you can borrow Zach for the team, which I don't think went down too well with some people, but... No, you return the favor, don't you? It's just—it's nice. That's what the sport's about. You're supposed to just return the favor.
0: Yeah, that is—it is pretty special, I Uh We we haven't always had that amount of luck, being South Africa. Um, but I think uh, that will probably change, or we should be seen in better light now that we've at least been competing over here. Mm. People actually know who we are and have seen yeah. us riding now, which is quite good. Um, obviously, I need the tall ponies. <laughs> or don't um my phone is not very tall.
1: <laughs> I mean well uh, you're not very heavy.
0: No I'm not. No so I, d- I do get away with it so it's fine. Um well, I'm back on my my little guy for this next competition at newark which is exciting.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh have you do, do you remember me on on a little bay Maybe not. Uh yeah did you ride it last last year last, a couple year. of times? Yeah yeah. Um, yeah anyway so I'm, I'm back on him again. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm quite excited about that. I've been doing loads of like vaulting training just because I think my vaulting is probably just not up to scratch. I don't know. He's quite rapid when I get off. Like he wants to cut me off. He's like starts turning straight away. Yeah. Um, and then by the time you picked up your equipment, he's already gone. So like, I guess I'm just not quick enough.
1: But I mean, we're, we're in the same boat this weekend because I'm on Big Shirley and she does the exact same to me.
0: Yeah. So like I've been practicing now getting off early, trying to like get off and get in front of your pony. Yeah. Um, Just so I have time to pick up my equipment while he turns around me.
1: Yeah.
0: Got no bruises on my elbows and things.
1: (laughs) I was going to say, top tip for if you've got a pony that cuts you off in a vault, top tip when you get off, just shove your elbow in the neck and keep pushing.
0: Yeah. I I think we, I mean, I'm sure I do the same. Um, I find like he, he's, he seems to be like pretty shy about his mouth being touched when I'm on the ground. Um, Yeah. So what I'm trying to do now is get off and really just not really deal with him at all, <laughs> mm. um, especially when it comes to like the turn. He doesn't want to be touched, so yeah. i us just get the equipment and then just run with him for a bit. I mustn't try and bully him uh, like to turn around me. We'll see how it goes. Um, but then, how? I mean, going back to how you got in this, how you got started. Um, how did you get into games? When did you start doing games?
1: Right. So that. <laughs> there's a few different stories about how that starting in games. Um, so I live in North Nottinghamshire, like sort of on the South Yorkshire border, but my local show is actually at Newark Showground, right In England, obviously, everyone has a local like riding club show and whatever. Mine's at Newark Showground. It's called Silver Horseshoe. Um, and I remember when I was a little kid, I was about five years old. And we went to the competition and I think I was doing like jumping on my strawberry roan eleven two 2 little
0: creature. My first pony was a strawberry roan. Just putting that out there.
1: <laughs> I mean, they're the they're the best ones for a first pony. That and a little grey. Everyone, You've got to have one or the other. That's the only two. Um, but yeah, so I was at this competition um, going into show jumping or working hunter or, you know, one of them kind of things. Everyone does it when they're a kid, don't they? Yeah. Um, and where we were parked was actually where an MGA competition was running. It was the world individuals never seen games before obviously at this age i had no idea what was going on i sat and watched it and turned around to my mom and dad and was just like i want to do that like i don't even know what this is but i want to do that and um, so we sat and watched it was the final and it's really funny because at that point obviously we had no idea who anyone was it turns out it was one of the years that Chuck adcock won it um and i remember like pointing Chuck out to mom and dad and being like oh i want to be like him that's amazing i like wow because, I mean, if, I don't know if you've ever seen videos of Chuck Ryder or if you've ever seen I don't even Chuck know Ride. who
0: he is. And I'm sure there are listeners that don't know who he is either.
1: Okay. So Chuck
0: was the first
1: person that ever won the World Individuals in every age group.
0: Okay.
1: Um, he, I would say, in MGAGB, he's probably one of, if not the most famous, like, well-known riders of history. Okay. Okay. Um, that's exciting. I, yeah. Anyway, so I obviously saw this, wanted to do it, eventually got into like pony club games, which I hated because my pony club was terrible at games. It was a very like snobby, we do dressage, we do show jumping. We don't, we don't do that like peasant sport. <laughs> um, so I finished doing pony club when I was about 10, 11 years old and got straight into MGA because I knew people from other pony clubs that that had like ties with games. Hmm. Um, and then, yeah, so incredibly long story short, I ended up riding world pairs with Chalk one year. Um, and in fact, the first, yeah, so the first sash I ever won was when I was in juniors, I was riding for Middlesex and got asked to ride up in one of the open teams, and that was with um, Chalk Adcock, Rachel Norton, Katie Davis, and George Garner at Oswestry. It was like what was it, some kind of cock of the north, maybe. I've first ever it. yeah, so first, it was it's an old competition now. But first ever competition that I won was guest riding with these open, like incredible, really famous riders. And I was yeah, just sat there on my they pony inspired like
0: inspired you to start.
1: Yeah. you know, it was it was one of them things where it's just like, I can't believe I'm riding was like my childhood hero of a of a person. And then obviously when we did world pairs, I mean, we almost got kicked out of the arena for swearing in the final too much, but <laughs> yeah it was, it was chaos was but it's brilliant he's
0: i would say like, out of everyone i've ever ridden
1: with he's the most naturally gifted games rider i've ever seen it's he's unreal
0: Yo. okay well that's cool and it's crazy how you got to end up riding with him and you won you said you won which competition did you win
1: um so i won cock of the north when i was a junior riding with them when they were in open and then me and him when we did world pairs got into the final he was on this pony that had been dragged out of a field like that weekend I think it had been sat in a field for three years or something and this is how good he was is that he we managed to get to the final and I think we were in the lead from about the third race up until the last race and it was really close it was that was the year that Jack and Helen won world pairs um so we were in the lead all the way up to the last race the last race was bending I think his pony could barely get out of a trot and I knocked a pole over and then Helen and Jack, I think, won the race. Janian and Alex came second, and it tied them on points, and we ended up a point behind them. Oh, so, like yeah. the top three pairs of that world, that year's World Pairs That's were the point. a point separating them. Yeah. And then there was the massive <laughs> controversial runoff that happened in the final as well, right?
0: Why was it controversial?
1: Um, so, it was five flag, obviously, for the runoff. Jack and Helen were on arguably probably the two fastest horses at the time. Um, uh, Janie and race. Alex yeah so Janie and Alex's ponies both of them could outturn anything so it was a really close race Jack and Helen ended up winning the race but as Jack came over the line he did like two hands off the reins celebrating so then they tried to eliminate Jack and Helen from the runoff for no contact with the pony it was wild what? Um, yeah no I, do you know what though like, in the sport that's one of the most sportsmanlike behaviours I've ever seen is that Alex and Janie refused to win
0: Oh, like, obviously, then
1: yeah, they so they knew that obviously that they'd lost the runoff, and for something stupid like that, and they just refused to take the first place. Like right? they were, the, I think they were the first two to argue against Jack and Helen being eliminated. It was amazing.
0: Well, yeah, because I mean, it wouldn't really be a an honest win, would it? <laughs> just because no, not at all, not celebrated. Um, so you won World Pairs twice, three times, three. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I've, like, run this by, like, three people.
1: <laughs> yeah, so... We need, to
3: hit, we need to get new fact checkers.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I won it with Chloe
1: Golden in 2013, and then obviously twice with Colin 17, 18, I think it was.
0: And that's Colin?
1: Uh, yeah, Colin Verdolan.
0: So, okay, well, that's insane. So it's three times. That's insane. Um, and then... Yeah. Elaine, I think her name is, Elaine Trevor-Jones. Yeah. Rory seemed to think that she was the only person with more World Pairs titles than you. No, we're level. There we go. So that's (laughs) all all solved now.
1: Yeah, so me and Elaine are tied for most wins. Um, I think Mitch is... Is Mitch the only person still riding that's on two? Um...
0: He might join you guys with the, with the record.
1: Well, I did think he was gonna, if I'm gonna be honest, in 2019. Um, obviously he rode with Vido, didn't he, that year? Um, and they were phenomenal to watch. But luckily for me and my <laughs> pair's pride, um, Jake and Craig, I think it was, wasn't it?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we had I'm one sorry. of our
2: South African riders training them.
1: Oh, I'm not going to lie. I was cheering the hell out of them two to to win that pair,
2: like,
1: <laughs> obviously I was still at the side of the arena watching it, thinking like, "Oh no!"
3: Ah, uh, we were going to give Josh all the credit for coaching them, but maybe it was all your shouting from the sideline.
1: I mean, it was <laughs> it was loud enough. I'd imagine they must have heard a bit.
0: <laughs> so, since you're the the pairs guru, how yeah. how does how does Joy ride a pairs competition? Educate me. <laughs> um,
1: I, it depends who I'm riding with. I think that's the biggest thing. It depends who I'm riding with. But I'm very strategic about who I ride with depending on how I'm riding that season. Um, so if you look at the range of people, I, obviously I rode with... Oh, Jesus, let's go back. Um, I used to ride with a girl called Daisy who was like a more of a number one rider, so I used to do number two. But when I, that was when I was more prominent doing changeovers and stuff same with a girl called Olivia um who I won the British pairs with um rode with Chloe obviously everyone knows that Chloe golden is Class. probably one of history's best number one riders um so I was going two then but then I've more as I've got older I've started going one more often um so with Colin Colin's far better at changeovers than I am and I know that Danny Spencer when I rode with him far better at changeovers than me and I know that so. It's just a case of, I don't know, I guess I'll just adapt to whoever it is that I'm riding with and sort of hope for the best. But I don't take it too serious. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of people make is they take everything too serious.
0: But that's a um, huge contrast to what Frodo would say.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. We're the opposite of people. We are the opposite of people. It's really funny that you bring that up. So he, after my, mine and Collins' first win, we won at Le Bond, which is probably my most special Pairs win. Um, and when we won at Le Bons over that winter, because um, obviously Frodo and his brother Siggy were going to ride the pairs in Denmark the year after. So Frodo messaged me on Facebook, I think it was, um, just asking if there was a video of the final, which to me, because I never think about this sort of thing, I was like, oh yeah, I think so. But it was Colin's mum that's videoed it and it's mostly just of us. It's not like a broad spectrum. Mm. Like if I want to watch if I want watch a Games final, it's because I want to watch like the whole thing. Whereas he just, he just wanted to time us two doing the races to see what times we were doing, (laughs) which obviously like, like to me, that's a completely foreign concept. I ride the races to like who I'm against, or if I know it's a race that I can do well, I'll push for that race. And if I know it's a race that I'm bad at, I'll hold back because I'd rather get it right and get five points than like try for too many points and obviously mess it up or anything. Um... I think probably the biggest thing about pairs though is managing your pair. Like I don't, I don't know if anyone's ever seen me and Colin ride together, but we fight all the time, and I mean like full on, <laughs> like bully each other. We've punched each other in the ring and everything. Like we have, we have a good old fight because we're like brothers. Um, but yeah, and then like riding with Chloe, for example, it's more a case of like like building her up, making you know, making sure she's not too nervous or. You know, for like yeah. vaulting races and stuff, she she has this thing in her head where she's not good at vaulting and whatever. But when we did the world pairs final, we won tire. So like, I think it's I don't know. There's a lot of, a lot of different right. things to think about, but like for me, I don't know. In a pairs final, I just zone everything out. It's just me and my pair. And like whatever we do is what we're doing. It. Don't, I don't care about the scores. I don't care about anything else. Just like get the games right. See how you do.
0: And then just happen to stumble across a couple of or well, three world pairs wins amongst others. Yeah. I mean,
1: I'm not gonna lie, I'm proud of my players' records. Like it's I love teams. I don't do individuals, I hate it. I don't like the weird awkwardness in the arena. People don't talk to each other, you can't have a laugh with people. Um so individuals is not for me. But pairs is my absolute one. So like the record that I'm most proud of in my game's career is in the last decade every year that i've done world pairs i've been at least third or higher
2: <laughs> oh, wow
1: yeah so
0: it's pretty Con- good. Oh, consistent oh, very good yeah another sexy individual joining us this is going to be the most difficult podcast to edit oh now it's going to be <laughs> chaos <laughs> hi
2: guys hey you look I busy <laughs> I'm currently at Bristol Parkway, waiting for my connecting train. So I've got 15 minutes. So I thought I'd join you guys.
3: Excellent.
1: At least, you, at least you've made it out of London now.
2: I have. I have. I've had my second COVID jab um, earlier today, and I am starting to feel the side effects now. So I'm hoping I'll get home before I feel really ill.
3: <laughs> 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 what a nightmare!
2: <laughs> I know the drive home is not going to be fun.
3: Mm-mm.
2: Beautiful.
0: Okay, so Joe. Uh, I believe you rode for Royal Berkshire back when Royal Berkshire first started.
1: Yeah, well, version probably 43 of Royal Berkshire. But yeah, when we, <laughs> kicked, when we kicked it back off again, I was one of the founders, I guess.
0: Okay, and, and who were you riding with then?
1: So the team was me, Josh Adamson, Rory, Jack and Aurica.
0: Oh, I didn't know Rory and Jack were there from the beginning as well, but that's exciting.
1: But it was actually Rory and Jack that were the ones that started the team. Um, it's It was a funny situation that I, obviously, i just got back from the World Team Champs in New Zealand. Josh said that he was coming over, so we were trying to make a team. Um, and then Rory and Jack were also trying to make a team. I didn't even know them two at this point. Um, and it was Helen Green that had said about it. So then I went and spoke to Jack um, after the World Pairs that year. And it was sort of one of them things where it's like, I've got two people, you've got two people. Let, let's find a fifth and see how it goes.
0: Wow! And then, then started the the Royal Berkshire. That's exciting.
1: Yeah, um, the chao- and then chaotic and successful. Whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever that mess was, it was mostly just me and Jack getting drunk and everyone else having to pick up the pieces. I think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not, not much has changed, really. Nope. um And then, how did you find being trained by Bella?
1: Um, so Not for me,
0: <laughs>
1: for me, it was brilliant. I really, really bond well with like a feisty trainer, and Bella's a very feisty, competitive, quite cutthroat, and quite vicious in the ring. Obviously, out the ring, she's a completely different person. But in the ring, she's very like, we we win or we go home miserable. That's it. Um, I rode for Les Edwards, who was exactly the same. Like if you if you were in a race and you did something stupid and cocked it up, like, he'd throw a bottle at your face, he'd walk around in circles and swear and stuff. I got the same vibe from Bella. Obviously, she's not quite as abrupt as maybe Les was, but to me, that's the that's the fire. Like, you need that fire at the bottom of the ring. I can't... If your trainer's just there, like, holding coats and passing you water every now and then, I don't deal well with that. It makes, it makes me too casual, I think. I'm very, very chilled when I'm out in the arena, so I need someone there with, like, the fire, or I just, I'll just... Yeah, be asleep. I think
0: I'm on the same page as you. I feel like I need to be like I need to be I need like adrenaline. I need to be like pumping.
1: Yeah, because you're probably more well, chilled than me, to be fair.
0: I feel too <laughs> chilled sometimes. Like in the first first session of like the competition, I feel like the whistle blows, my heart starts pounding, and I'm like, okay, sick. Then you just focus and you're like, hey, this is the job I gotta do. You go yeah. and you do your job, that's fine. But then like in the third session, and then it's like Like the, the heart's not beating anymore. It's it's obviously beating, but you know what I mean? It's not pounding through your chest. And it's like, I could do with like a a little adrenaline shot around about now. Somebody stab me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You need a hype man. You need a hype man.
0: You're my hype man, bro. That's
1: exactly it. I mean, I still get nervous thinking about old finals, which is really weird. Um, so, like, if I think about when me and Chloe won the World Pairs, if I think about that final, like, I still get nervous now, thinking about, like, what is that, eight years ago? Something like that? Or, like, the when I think about the first time Berkshire won into counties, if I think about that final, like, it was when we were against that super team, what were they, Buckinghamshire? Yeah, Buckinghamshire, yeah. Yeah, when I think about that final, like, you think about how close it was. I mean, we tied in the first heat, and then we were level again in the second heat up until the joust, which was the last race. And it all came down to that one race, and like, obviously, it it didn't go quite as well as hoped. Like, you would have preferred to be, you'd prefer to win off of like no mistakes from both teams, but they had a mistake and we didn't. So, yeah. But even thinking about it, like, I, I still remember like how it felt taking the changeover, hitting the target, like everything about that final. I still remember it all.
0: Check your, your buzzing. I <laughs> you can see it in your face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Get hyped up about it.
0: That's awesome. Um, my, talk- my, my my favorite thing i remember so that, that was the same season so like
2: i'd say joe i didn't know joe before we started at Berkshire, and joe's joe was like you know how everyone like gallant's bottle now and everyone's ridiculously good at bottle for some reason so joe was kind of like one of the first to be really good at bottle and we had a show only second my second or third show riding with joe so i still didn't really know him very well so i was kind of getting to know him anyway joe missed his bottle and he never misses his bottle he always gets he misses bottle He came over the line and I I I think he said every single swear word in the book about 17 million times. I was a little 17-year-old kid riding him. he's going C word, C word, F and and everything on the sun. I was like, oh, hi Joe. He was not happy about the bottle. That was my earliest memory of riding a Joe. It was really funny.
1: I don't really deal well with making mistakes. That's one thing like I don't mind if anyone else in the team makes a mistake. But if I make a mistake myself, I hate it. Absolutely hate (laughs) it. I've chilled out now, obviously, in my old age, but
0: oh. how does it affect yeah, your then? the following races for you? Um
1: it, it doesn't really. Like uh, that's the reason why I have my big like shouty, sweary, angry moments, because then like you just get it all out and then you go into the next race and it's like back to zero, isn't
0: it? Not again. Well, that's sounds about right.
1: <laughs> that's why.
0: Um, and then talking about Bella, apparently she had a, a, a football-related nickname for you.
1: Yeah, Marie, she. Well, she was Mourinho. She was. She was always Mourinho.
0: Yeah. Okay, so she was like your like your team trainer. English culture and your guys football. Yeah, I mean, I, I
1: guess I just relate it to like the way that she coached and stuff, and like. She always expected no mistakes and whatever. Like you go out, you do your job. Like you individually do your job. You as a team do your job. We win. And like she knew, she knew how to win as well. Like right? when it came to finals and stuff, she knew how to win a final. And Mourinho knows how to win a final. Sorry, I'm getting notifications. Let me just turn this on silent. <laughs> there we go. But yeah, so then I don't, I don't know. Like right? she got the nickname Mourinho, but she's an Arsenal fan, so that was probably a terrible name for her.
2: Oh. oh, no, she does. She does look, she loves Mourinho. It, it, it's a shame. I mean, it's good that he's less spurs now, but she she, she does love Mourinho. And I think, I think she liked the nickname.
1: I mean, I don't think I called her Bella for four out of the five years that I rolled in Bart <laughs> to her. That's that was it. It was just Mourinho.
0: We spoke going to a next topic or a previous topic. We spoke about Zach, your pony. Yeah. Um, and I believe there was some. Uh, hard times where I think he was ill or injured at some point and
1: I mean how many how many times have you got time for he's basically been dead three times Um, the first time was in the first probably was it about the third year that I'd had him Um, I had a collision at Chepstow and it was a case of It was, what was it, a sock changeover. I was guest riding for Kent. It was when I rode for Beds Gold. I was guest riding for Kent at this show because my team couldn't get there. Um, And obviously, like, I just wanted the practice, wanted to be out at a show. Beds Gold, if anybody knows the history of MGAGB, will know how successful that team was. So it was a case of I needed the exposure to, like, the open finals and stuff. Obviously, got the chance for a guest ride, so I took it. In the final of that competition, I was third in sock coming down to do the last handover. And all I can remember is I was flat out galloped. This guy that was taking the changeover was coming towards me, but he was on a novice horse. His horse swung its back end out, and me and Zach went straight into the back of it. I stuck my foot out to try and kick it round. That didn't work. Zach ended up like, did he fracture or break the shoulder of his, you know, the spine of his shoulder? Um... And it was it was one of them horror crashes on a changeover, basically. And if it wasn't for what well, Craig tordoff, Bradley Stamp, Chuck Adcock, and my dad holding him off the ground, he would have been put down then. Um the second one, I can't remember what the second one was. And then, yeah, about what was it, the back end of 2019, we were at Chatsworth Show, um, setting the crowd up and everything, like just left Zach to wonder about. You know, he knows who he is, he knows where he lives. So we were putting the corral up. He was just wandering about in this field eating some grass um, and ended up with, is it Clostridium difficile? Like he'd picked up a bacteria from something in the grass, um, which gave all the symptoms of a colic, but it wasn't a colic. And we'd obviously had a few drinks. We're all sat around at night and whatever. Everyone had gone to bed and I got woken up by one of my friends, like your horse has collapsed on my tent. So he'd escaped the corral. Obviously, like, couldn't find anyone around where our horse was, so he'd escaped the corral and found the nearest tent and obviously tried to wake some people up. Collapsed on the floor, couldn't stand himself back up. Eventually did get him back up, and, I, like, I was walking him around. We were trying to give him water. We'd had to call the vet out and everything. The vet had done the, like, tube down the nose, forcing water into his stomach and all that stuff, and it got to a point where I think we first found him at about 2 in the morning, and by 6 a.m. with this vet, Who had been there for three hours already? He just turned around to us and said, like, either go for surgery or don't, but it's life or death at this point. Like, if you don't go now, he's probably not going to survive. So, we ended up at Rainbow um, Equine Hospital, which is the most incredible place. Um, And he had to have like a big old operation, obviously, slice him open, rearrange his guts, check everything, flush his stomach all the way through and out. Um, And then, oh, was a long, arduous recovery from that, but yeah, he's he's nearly died. I think three times now, um, and just some somehow keeps coming back out fighting. But it, that that last one was the most terrifying thing in my life.
3: Yeah, it was uh, crazy because we were watching the Chatsworth show, and then so we heard like just a few yeah. stories via Lisa from wherever she got her news from. So yeah, it was pretty terrifying. Yeah. We were following the whole thing. Yeah, because yeah, you're it. right it did sound exactly like a twisted gut or something
2: yeah
1: and that and was I think the that's point. what the
3: surgeons thought it was uh, so that's why they went for surgery yeah
1: exactly that yeah yeah yeah.
3: So,
1: and it, bit, um, yeah so that
3: happened so quickly as well
1: yeah it literally was within a few hours of it being mm-hmm. absolutely fine and normal to like get this horse into surgery or it's dead
3: yeah
0: so was surgery then essential or was that because they thought it was a colic
3: yeah so anything that would look like that i think there would because he probably had a super high heart rate so they would have done some scans and things and you know if you can't see exactly what's going on you will your options are to either put to sleep right there and then or to go for surgery so So you need to cut everything open and just have a look and see if there's anything twisted or Mm. you can't just wait to see if you maybe should do surgery the next day that's just could be too late so I guess in hindsight, he didn't need that surgery, but you can never really, you don't know going into it. Yeah.
1: I yeah. i don't think he would be alive today if it wasn't for going to the vets.
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, obviously, it, it wasn't
1: just the surgery that they did. I mean, he spent two weeks on a drip.
3: Yeah. Like in yeah. a stable
1: and starvation and quarantine and everything. Like, it was bad.
3: Yeah, and loads of drugs to help with the bacteria and the inflammation and everything yeah he would have needed yeah. a lot of critical care to get him through is he insured
1: nope
3: <laughs> oh, dear. i was gonna say your insurance company must love you but
1: <laughs> oh no i mean dad, dad's wallet loves me oh. <laughs> well, dad, dad's wallet loves zach um oh, well, yeah say... i'd say like total cost i mean the amount of care that he got and everything i think he probably had seven vets around him yeah basically 24 7 um, I think the whole shebang with like and everything probably came to about 10 or 12,000. Wow,
0: ouch! Oh. Yeah.
3: But
1: I mean, it's Zach, so he's worth it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, Still, it, yeah, at this point, it's like a money's no option. Like, we don't care, whatever yeah. it is to keep that pony alive, like, just do it.
3: Yeah, how old is he now?
1: 22 years. Oh,
3: wow, and yeah, how long so... have you had him?
1: Um, I well. Seventeen years. I got him when he was five.
3: Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, my
1: big old gangly dragon. Yeah. But he's wicked, right? He's got—I don't know—he's so good for me. And obviously, everyone knows that I like a party and stuff. And there's there's been more than once where I've been not feeling too great in the morning heat, and I can always rely on Zach to just do the job.
3: Ah, special thing. I mean, at
1: this point, at this point, I'm disappointed he's not doing the equipment for
0: me, but. Being
2: long enough. <laughs> the most the most amazing thing is that after all this kind of ordeal, like or well, both both ordeals he's been through, he's still like as rapid now as he as he as he was since I've been watching him anyway. He, he seems <laughs> rapid watching him at the weekend. Don't you think, Joe? Uh,
1: yeah, I'm not sure really what was going on at the weekend, but it seems faster than what he did last year. <laughs> I don't know if he's just like fresh and excited to be out or what. But so I had the same thought. Like, obviously, after going through all that surgery and all the recovering the hard times and stuff, I was really nervous about how he'd be. Um, and obviously I didn't, I hoped he'd get back to how he was, but didn't want to like push it too much or anything. Anyway, so last year, obviously me and Will did the British Pairs and like won that. And it, like, it, he just was absolutely on fire. Like, I don't know. It's, it's as if he knows when he's at a competition and just completely steps up three or four gears. It's, it's weird. He's a bizarre horse. Um, I would not Obviously, I would not change him for the world. Like right? whatever okay. he does, it's great. <laughs> so
0: you, so you say that you, he, like he's, he's nursed you when you're hung over off, after a night's partying
1: many a time. Um,
0: <laughs> what do you think of the new zero alcohol rule with the IMGA?
1: I mean, I'm gonna have to hold my tongue a little bit. I don't want to make this like a. Like an 18s plus thing, I will say I think in some cases I agree with having a limit. I do agree with having a limit because I think there obviously I've been in the sport for a long time. I've seen people ride when probably they really shouldn't have been riding. But at the same time, like it's this is a hobby. Let's let's not call it anything else. This is a hobby. We don't win money, we don't get sponsored. Or sometimes people do, but it's very rare. Like you get nothing from this sport except for we're going away, paying money for a weekend with our ponies and our mates. Like, I'm a th- I'm a 32 year old man. If I want to have a drink, I'm going to have a drink. Like I'm sensible enough at this point in my life to make my own decisions. I yeah. don't need people to tell me like like that kind of stupid stuff.
0: And I think Prince Philip would agree with you.
1: I'd imagine he very much would have. Let's be honest, that man loved a good time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's an interesting one, that. It'll be interesting to see how it goes this weekend when they're going to start start doing that. Um, because zero is tough. Like, I'm pretty sure even if you use like mouthwash, you blow over zero. So I don't get how it can be zero. Do you know what I mean? I'm pretty sure you blow a little bit
0: if you just use mouthwash. Yeah. And we, so, I we all carry our mouthwash to competitions. I mean, it's going to be interesting <laughs> to
1: see. Obviously, we all know that it's going to be targeted as well. It's not going to be random, is it? That's I know the they, like to, they like to say that it's been drawn out of a hat or whatever, but we know it's not going to be.
0: Yeah, but I'll be sitting around a, a, a campfire and there'll be particular people who mm. already know whether <laughs> the breathalyzer will be happening in that competition or not. Like, we were at the competition and the, like a post was put out Uh, reminding everyone about the zero alcohol limit because apparently someone from a team was having alcohol at like between
3: sessions. (laughs) (laughs) Outrageous.
0: Outrageous. Um, But but basically people knew that there was no like, uh, no one was going to be tested that weekend. So it it is really like, targeted and I guess there'd be favouritism and stuff involved as well
1: Oh of course, of course there will be I mean it's funny that you mentioned about having alcohol between sessions, like when I was riding in France it's it's very standard, so, like you do your morning heat and then everyone goes to the clubhouse at whatever showground you're at you get some lunch you know, everyone gets like a cherry beer or but it, that that just is how they do it, like I don't know, you just you chill out you watch the under-12s, under-15s under-17s, whatever like have your burger and chips, have a beer, go and ride your afternoon heat and then carry on. So it's, I guess it's a, it's a completely different culture. Like the MGAGB circuit is completely different to any other one that I've ridden in.
0: I think that's a, a good segue that we can use to hop onto another another topic. Riding abroad? <laughs> Riding abroad. and you've... I'm going
2: to love you and leave you there, guys. I'm going to try you now. So enjoy the rest of the podcast. I look forward to listening Bye. to Bye. Yeah.
1: Nice to see you, Rule. Cheers, Joe. Bye. See you later. Sweet.
0: Okay, so well, I'm going to start then. that question yet again. Um, but yeah, so that, that's probably a good way to to go with this podcast now, riding abroad. Yeah. Got heaps of experience there. I know you've ridden for the French team at Le bond I'm not sure if you've ridden for any others.
1: Um, no, the first team I rode abroad with was, it was like a mixed team. So it was me, who was in that team? Me, Simon Kepler obviously German lad, Pierre-Louis, French lad, um, I think Valley was with us that weekend, um, Luxembourgish girl, and I can't remember who the fifth was, which is really bad.
0: That's not 12 it. Yeah, run? I was going to say,
1: I don't remember, but yeah, so that was the first team that I rode with and that was just that, obviously going back to that Belgium competition, that was there. Um. I can't even remember how it came about. I'm pretty sure it was that was something to do with Pierre Louis, the reason why I went out that weekend. Um and then after that we like well, halfway through that competition, Victor, obviously Victor Wurzel, um, had decided that he was giving up games and then asked me to take his place in the best bond team. So that's how I ended up riding with that team.
0: Oh, wow. And how long did you ride with them for? Did that last?
1: Yeah, three, was it three years? Three or four.
0: And how's it riding for Le Bon? Le Bon's basically the French team, is it not?
1: I mean, yes and no. So there's quite a few really strong teams in France. Um, There's Pony Materiel. Who else? Whichever name Colin and Elena's team's riding under at the time, I think, I don't know what they started out as. I can't remember what their team name is now, to be honest. But their team's always been very strong. Um, who else we hope but a really strong French team uh, when they're getting it right and stuff they're they're quite a difficult team to beat they're very like I wouldn't say they were the fastest but they're quite good with the technical like equipment side of things so they're one of them teams that will trouble you because they don't make a lot of mistakes like they'll creep up on the points and stuff so you have to watch out for them but yeah there's 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 some good ones oh Speed as well The Speed's a very very quick team Obviously, obviously with the name. (laughs)
0: Okay, and then what's it like riding in France? Like, so you 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 got lucky basically to get onto that team, and then they obviously liked you.
1: Yeah, so I mean, they're like my second family. The Vosges, like brilliant people. I've spent a lot of time out there with them. Moved over there for like weeks at a time when I was obviously when I was riding with the teams and stuff. Um. To me, France is like what old GB was. So it's it's not, it's not behind any other country, like for talent-wise and stuff. They've got some spectacular teams, spectacular riders, especially like in the younger age groups as well. There's some really good French kids. Um, but I'd say organisationally, it's very much like more a community sort of vibe. Um, I know GB obviously is massive now, but it's still not as big as what France is. You go to a competition in France and you've got like, you do the heats on the Saturday and then everyone goes to like the clubhouse or whatever like building or bar it is. Everyone sits down and eats a meal together. You can sit with like your own team, other teams, however you want to work it. Um, And it's all like included in the entry fee as well. So you get, like you get the competition, but you also get the nightlife. Um, and they've had they've organised it where it's like they've got a bucking bronco, you know the mechanical ball things. <laughs> like they've got them in the bar and stuff. Like right? I don't know, it's very much more a community. Everyone's like really close and really hangs around with each other. Everyone sits with each other to eat, sits with each other to drink. I think GB's lost all of that. Mm. So, yeah, it's brilliant being over there. Like it just—I don't know—feel like the reminiscing, but also. I don't, the French people are just fun. They're just so much fun.
0: How do
3: you so think do you, you do you speak French?
1: No, broken. Better when drunk. <laughs> if I'm gonna be honest.
3: On a side story. So we they the Fortal family looked after us when we were there for Worlds in 2014, I think.
2: Mm-hmm. And we
3: had we had the craziest day because I think Quentin's mom had arranged like. Oh, this Patricia day a day trip for us, yeah. But we had absolutely no idea what we were doing. We kind of understood that she had asked us if we liked endurance riding, so we all said yes. And then we thought we were going endurance riding, so we all got in our jumpers and took our helmets with us. And oh, then we ended watching. up, yeah, we ended up watching the World Equestrian Games. So <laughs> we felt a bit dumb taking all of our helmets with us to, <laughs> really? to join in. But then we, yeah, we just we went to a uh, some other little like carnival type thing that was happening in a park where they mm. were doing some. A yeah, pony ride to uh, raise awareness I think for riders with disabilities so then like, uh, all probably, of a sudden yeah. half of her riding school turned up and they're all on their ponies and they we were taking ponies to the beach and then we, <laughs> we went for a gallop on the beach it was just this day where we just had absolutely no idea what was going on we were just yeah. driving around but yeah they were a lovely family but we just <laughs> we were clueless because we can't speak. well Tom spoke like a bit of French but yeah we had such a good day
1: yeah I mean that that's kind of their whole vibe anyway. Like yeah. I don't know. They seem to think that they're organized and they all seem to know what's going on, but like when I was out there, it was the same thing. You I don't know, just things yeah. just happen around you and
3: Yeah. No idea what's you, going you on. Just cope
1: with it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. No, they were great though. Mm.
0: What success have you seen with LeBond?
1: Oh we won a couple of shows. Like the big shows. I mean, I only ever was there for what we would call the championship shows. Um so their major shows over there. I was only ever out for them ones. Um French Champs is one of the most unreal shows I've ever been to. So that's their version of like orange counties. I don't know what you guys would have in South Africa, whatever your version is of no. Yeah.
3: We have we have South African champs. So yeah, so- have like two or three heats.
1: Yeah, so that sort of vibes like yeah. the French Champs is absolutely huge. It's mounted games, it's polo, it's horseball, it's whatever that thing is, like uh-huh. with the archery on horseback. You know, where you get like gallop through the forest and you have to shoot the targets and stuff.
2: Hmm.
1: um the, the site that it's on in, it's like La Motte um It's something like 800 acres worth of arenas, like schools, stables. Uh-huh. It's got two runways, it's got hotels, it's got every, it's a ridiculous place. Um, And we did French champs three times. I did it with them. We tied for first place with Colin's team on the first year. Um, And then there was a controversial runoff that me and Colin have not stopped arguing about since. (laughs) (laughs) I say he line-faulted and we have a video that looks like he line-faulted. Everybody else says they didn't because they're the French heroes. Um, <laughs> and
3: it was probably an unofficial video so it didn't count anyway
1: I, no exactly that yeah and, I mean <laughs> we, we were kind of the villain team anyway so it's like we always had that rivalry it was always awesome then um so we did that we I think we came second and third or whatever it was the next couple of years we when we went to the Champions League I rode at the Champions League with Le Bond, and again we were like neck and neck with Colin and Alina's team, the whole way through that competition, all the way through the final. And it, I think it was a point separated us between first and second. They won, we were second. So annoying.
3: So close. Like it, yeah. It's
1: so stressful, but it's brilliant. I, like, I love having a rival. It's yeah. one of my most favourite things. Like, you know, when you've just got that team, like when we were Royal Berkshire, I don't think they ever knew, knew about it, but our rival team was South Shropshire. And it literally wasn't in, like, we were gunning for them all the time. I don't think they really even cared about us, but <laughs> like we we'd all pick them as our rivals, and that was it.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but like, do you guys do that as well, or is, am I just weird?
2: Definitely do that in individuals, I think. But yeah, I don't think. I've never been competitive enough here in teams to worry about that.
3: Oh, well, we had our first feature in the A final this yeah. weekend.
2: Yeah, how's it, it going? Coming?
3: It's coming. Yeah, let's <laughs> watch out for us.
1: I mean, you've got you. Everyone moves up at some point or another, like. Yeah. <laughs> you, just, you just have to grab it when you can. Right? When I started out, I was in terrible. I was in like e finals and stuff for a long time.
0: Yeah, I think our team sort of adopts your approach of the the not not taking it too seriously, but just trying to get the race right and focus on ourselves.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. it's the best approach. Right? I've I mean obviously I come from the days of old. And I, You know, when I look at the younger riders now, you look at, like, I don't know who, John Evans, for example, with his bottle put-downs and stuff like that. You look at some people that do these spectacular things and I always think, like, wow, that is insane. Like, I can't even imagine ever being able to do some of them things. But at the same time, I think the way that I approach finals and stuff is usually more successful. Like, I don't take the big gambles and stuff, I just clock up the points. Yeah. And I, that that usually is the best way to get through it I know a lot of people are a lot faster than what they used to be and whatever but games now is very quick but very sloppy whereas games when I was growing up when you watched the Open A Finals and stuff you could watch five races and there'd be not a single mistake between any teams so yeah. then it really, it really was on like who was slightly faster at a changeover or slightly faster at a bottle put down or whatever the, you there was never a mistake but it was slower
2: uh-huh.
0: Yo, I've heard this John Evans. I don't think I've ever, uh, I probably have seen him do it, but I've never, I need to pay attention and like watch a video of his bottle. We should get him on the podcast.
1: (laughs) He did it. We were at Newark doing the Home Internationals and he was in the Welsh team for that. And he went out. I am not joking. He kicked off the line in that race. Like I would kick off in, I don't know, Joust or whatever. Like He absolutely hoofed it. I think it was bottle exchange as well. It wasn't even bottle short. It was bottle exchange. And I don't think he stopped kicking until he was turning the pole at the top. Like He just went past the <laughs> bin and was like, that's probably on. And carried on. And the bottle, the bottle didn't even wobble or shake or anything. It, he didn't S-bend. There was nothing. He flat galloped past and was like, done. It was incredible. I've never seen anything like it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, he didn't get it on the way back down, but. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the first one was insane. Yeah,
3: the flashiness was worth it.
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah, it, it looks like the dog's bollocks at that point. Yeah.
0: I wonder, what the, few seconds. I wonder what the stats are on, on bottle exchange with... Is it bottle exchange? On the way up and down? Yeah. Yeah, the two bins. Yeah. Two bins and a I bottle. I wonder what the stats are on like, first bottle put on versus second bottle put on. I know what mine are. Mine... <laughs> <laughs>
3: Your first one's like 100% and your second, it's like what would you say your second one... It's it <laughs> It's usually because you're trying to stop and then your horse just charges over the bin. No,
0: yeah, if I did a John Evans on the way home, I'd probably have... Yeah. 30, 30, 30. Maybe that should be
3: the tactic. John Evans on the way home.
0: I
1: mean, give it a try and see how it goes. Sure. I
0: don't think Bella would suggest this. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, don't, don't
1: do not that. You can just pretend
3: Apollo. that you couldn't stop Apollo. Just don't kick. And then you can't kick and then be like, oh, I couldn't stop. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Christ. Okay. I think we've covered most of the topics you wanted to talk about, but English oh, champs. No no no. no. Yeah. I, I'm not putting under any I won't give you any dodgy questions. Um English champs, you were there.
1: I was there.
0: Writing for Hereford and I wanna yeah. say Wooster.
1: Hereford and Worcester. correct? Worcester. The Sunday Eco warriors. I said it
0: correctly, Thomas. Um yeah. yes, What's the- it? <laughs> Wuster would be if you were in South Africa. I think it's more. Wuster. Anyway, Hereford and Wuster. Shout out to the lads. (laughs) Always. Um, How did you guys do?
1: I mean, our team's like a tale of two teams. We're either spectacular or dreadful. Um, Oddly better with a hangover than without one. I'm not sure how that works. Um, First, he, I think, what do we, we got like 39 or 40 points or something like it was a really good bizarre but really good heat second heat we were kind of terrible so we ended up in the b final um and then i think at that point we were just kind of messing about you know like taking chances on stuff that you don't really need to take chances on or then also doing it the complete opposite so like going way too steady for things that you probably should have been kicking for but
2: <laughs> I mean,
1: once once you're in the B final, that's sort of the end of the weekend, isn't it? Like, if you're not in the A final, you're not you're not playing for pride.
2: No,
1: you're just sort of playing for training, I guess. Um, we had James was on a new pony as well. It was his first competition, so we were dealing with some bits and bobs. Uh, yeah, he it was, was good. On that,
0: we enjoyed that it. That grey looking quarter horse. Yeah, thing. that big old thing. Yeah, dawn. I was trying to sell it to me when he was drunk the one night.
1: I mean, yeah. So he, he told us that he'd never sold that pony. Like, that's it. This is the be all and end all. And then I think about 10 minutes later, it was up for nine grand or whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's, a, he's a nice lad, but he is a wheeler dealer with his horses. Right? Yeah. If if somebody offers him any kind of nice sounding amount, straight away, that's up for sale.
3: Anything's for sale at the Rad Press.
1: Oof, I don't know about that.
0: <laughs> Come to think about it. Yeah, maybe not for I, you. <laughs> I think Hereford and Worcester could be our. Our rivals. We spoke about rivals earlier. Yeah,
1: you laying down the challenge?
0: I think so, because, well, I mean, this is probably the first time that we've made an A-final and you haven't. So I think, like, as far as that goes, like, in my mind, you guys have always just been, like, just in front of us.
1: Oh, yeah, I would have said we were probably about the same level. I think we had a few close calls last year.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, as far as that goes, I think you guys could be rivals. I mean, I'd like to have higher expectations of myself I'm just joking oh, I'm n- <laughs> I mean if
1: I'm if I'm not good enough to be a rival that's fine I am old now so uh, <laughs> I'm
0: you know a, a big old has been I'm just joking no 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 um so I think you guys definitely are our rivals I mean I, I'd li- obviously if I was to choose a rival that we were competitive with I'd choose whoever was winning <laughs> you'd, you'd hope um, but at the moment I think our goal is just to make A finals. I mean, that, yeah. would make me, that would make me make me happy. Um, <laughs> and since you guys are um as of the last competition, I'm sure you're trying to do the same.
1: Yeah, we're kinda of, we're chasing to get into them. Yeah. yeah,
0: so I yeah, I reckon we're rivals. Uh, I'd say
1: so, yeah. I declare this a thing. Oh
3: damn. Yeah? At, least, oh,
1: at least from a... me. Gauntlet's been laid down That's it (laughs) I wasn't ready You wait You wait till I tell the boys You're all going to be poisoned Next weekend (laughs) Just
0: just know I haven't I haven't discussed this Officially with my
1: team
3: Yeah I I feel anxious already
2: I mean I
1: I don't know if Bella Will be
0: excited or Uh, She probably Um,
3: always likes A bit of a challenge And a bit of a Bit of
0: extra competition Yeah Yeah, but if But if you make the A final She'll probably leave us And start training you guys
1: well, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I w- I was always our favourite anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um. So going back to English champs. I mean, we can we can mention again that we made the A final, which is fantastic. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Thanks for that. like right. Proud of you. Well done.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm proud of. I'm proud of us too.
1: I mean, the the B final also was competitive.
0: It
3: was really competitive because Mason and I were watching a bit of the B final, and we couldn't believe that we because they all looked like faster than we felt. So we felt
2: like anxious. Yeah. Not I, ready for it the took,
3: a. It
1: took me a bit by surprise, if I'm honest. Some of them teams that were in there were so you know, when you go out in a race and you just think like, oh, it's fine, I've got this. And like for me, especially, no, I'm not like a cocky person, but you know, I know the races that I'm good at. And there were some things where I was going out like, oh, it's all right, like I'll 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 go up and down and just get it right. And then I was looking across like I am last coming back down this <laughs> arena, like shit. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah. Berkshire, so, Berkshire whites were really really quick this this competition
1: yeah they had some speed in there yeah
0: which was crazy like when we had them in our sessions they were I mean we. I mean I was scared like they were they were really strong
1: yeah um, there's a few then, teams that will surprise you with speed though I think
0: yeah I don't know It's just surprised me that they were in the B final it would have been cool if they were in the A as well being all the Berkshire teams
1: a clean sweep is usually Bella's ideal plan <laughs> yes, yeah. I know. I know this from history.
0: Yeah, that was pretty cool.
1: How do uh, you guys like
0: riding for Berkshire? Do we
1: like it? Like, how do you like it, like, Is cool. it? I don't know, because obviously for me, like, I was in the Royal Berkshire team, so it was very much the focus of like win or die and whatever. Like, but you guys have your.
3: Yeah, I'm not yeah, going
1: mis- of- to mispronounce the name of your team. <laughs>
3: Yeah. So because Mason rode for Staffordshire last year and then I rode about the year before. Um, yeah. and I joined them for a few time for a few shows. And then he was asked if he'd like a spot with one of the Berkshire teams. And then he said, Oh, well, if he's moving, then I'm going with him. So I was luckily yeah. pulled along. And then yeah, we just decided to try and because we had been put into another team. So we, um but I knew Carl probably wanted a team, Tom wanted a team, and Holly wanted a team. So we just hmm. made a bit of a plan. It was a stressful process, but we got there in the end. Yeah. So it's yeah. really nice because I feel like we are part of a really nice group, but we still we have our own little vibe going, which I think is really cool.
1: I think Berkshire has the most ridiculous, like outside of the ring vibe. Yeah. I remember, so I remember when obviously when we were in Royal Berkshire all together and stuff, we were at Stoneleigh for an intercounties counties one year, and it was the first year that the Berkshire Tea Party happened and we took it so serious for no reason like everyone knows that Barts is obsessed with fancy dress and like goes too far with all that vibe <laughs> but so we did the tea party and it was only supposed to be like i think after the saturday's heaps or whatever it was we were all going to gather around and like have some food and talk about the day and whatever but then it escalated and escalated in the facebook like chat groups um, and it became like a dress very formal this is afternoon tea like we had finger sandwiches there was everything there the only thing that we didn't have was tea so all the teapots that were on the table were filled with like gin or rum or whatever it was oh my goodness. you just got a surprise of what you were drinking and we were so drunk and ridiculous and i ever all the women were in like proper you know like the hats that women wear to the races and stuff like right? Yeah. And and then so many people were walking past. I think I was wearing like a shirt and a bow tie and like shorts and deck shoes and whatever. Like, we were ridiculous. (laughs) And then all these people were walking past with their ponies in their jobbers and boots and stuff. Like, yeah, we've
0: had it before as well. Yeah. It's just lucky enough to attend one, was it uh, 2019? Last year. Last year. Yeah, Yeah. we We had our first tea party last year. It was really cool. It
3: was freezing cold, but super cool.
2: Yeah,
1: ours was also freezing cold. It's just a ridiculous vibe. Like that team is so funny. I think, I think when we were there, everyone got like the serious vibe from us because they knew us from in the ring. But outside of it, it, it's just a complete different vibe. Like, just they're all crackers. They're all crackers. Mm. Especially Tracy. Like, shout out to Tracy because yeah.
0: she's <laughs> wild. Yeah, And I've um, seen her baking. She makes the most insane goodies
1: that like lemon drizzle gin cake thing that she makes jesus
0: you name
3: it oh yeah yeah Yeah. i've had that that is good
2: oh yeah Uh, oh yeah you were
3: asking about riding for berkshire i think it's so nice to have bella helping as well because she was on she was on the ground with us for our first two sessions this weekend yeah and it's just so helpful having someone so experienced because we're not really used to well, I don't know. Holly and Mason probably are used to having coaches on the ground, but certainly not something we have back home because we don't have enough yeah. people who know what's going on. So we're usually I mean, just trying to, try to manage ourselves. So it's really nice.
0: Yeah. She's full of all the tips and tricks as yeah. well. Yeah. 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 Next competition coming up to, yeah, what is that? to end the podcast Spring Champs yeah. at Newark. Are you gonna? Are you attending?
1: Yes, we are there. Out in not full force. Um, we're missing one of our riders this weekend. So um, will
0: Baksh and Zanzi get the upper hand yet again? I don't know. We might have a secret
1: weapon. You never know. Like, we don't know who that guest rider is yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> we, so maybe, secret, you know,
3: secret, even to you.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, we might even import someone. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll get a me and Voodoo podcast next week because he might be over with it. You know, we can't. We can't say
0: we'll be interviewing the winners of the next competition. I mean, no, you'll
1: you'll you'll be interviewing the winners of the drinking competition. But (laughs) like, if our
0: team, if my team's known for anything, it's
1: definitely not being successful at riding. Uh,
0: In my mind, you've always been in a finals until this last competition.
1: Um, There or thereabouts, I think. Say, did you have like,
3: some um, Youngster horses Last year just, My visions of your team Last year was like A dark bait Like crunking And going in the wrong direction Yeah, Elliot's Pony Oh <laughs>
1: He was so, on yeah, it so,
0: He was on it this weekend as well
1: Was he not? Yeah, so Elliot's Pony I think it was new Maybe last year Yeah Um, it. I mean it's running A lot better this year Than what it was last year Last year I think it I don't know It was more steady But also a lot upright Like it did It yeah. did love a Bronk. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, it came on all right. And then we had James on a pony that he'd only just got. Um, that really fast little bay crazy thing, Cracker.
0: Is it 15 years old?
1: What, James or Cracker?
0: <laughs> <laughs> James. James's pony, Cracker, I guess. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. He was trying to sell me another horse. <laughs> oh, he's always.
1: Tra- Listen, he's always trying to sell something. Uh, he's a he's a shady little boy. He's always trying to sell something or other. <laughs> but yeah, so we did, yeah, we did have a few ups and downs. I mean, I had Bazira at a couple of competitions, and I was more a tourist than a games writer at that point. Oh, um, actually, I yeah.
3: think I saw you on a youngster one.
1: one like, oh, oh god. I, I really hope not at the last show of the
2: season.
3: I can't remember.
2: I think I remember seeing it at the Iksoni competition. Don't
1: know about the last one. Yeah, the only one was at Astonley Walls. wasn't it? yeah, mm. yeah. So that's fine. I'm I'm fine with you seeing that one. <laughs> um, uh, where was the last one? Was that Polo place that we ride at?
3: Oh, It was Dallas. That's when I remember seeing you. But uh, I but uh, I don't think we had a show there at the end of last year, did we?
1: No, not that one. The other is it only? No, uh, only yeah. Where it's like four lanes and uh, yeah, terror big walls. Yeah, so I rode him there as well, and he was a disaster.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So what's that he doing like- this year?
1: Ed, whatever he does. That's staying one of the it, things that I really like. It about- <laughs> I mean, if I had my way, yeah. No, <laughs> it's one of the things that I really like about my team at the minute. Is like, it's obviously we're trying to be competitive when we're trying to be competitive, but at the same time, if someone's got a pony that like is a novice and they want to bring out and stuff, it's fine. Yeah. Like you can you can bring whatever you want, and sometimes as well. Um, so, like I think it was Chris and Ed. Maybe were on their main ponies, so when mine was messing about for changeovers and stuff, they were happy to like stand theirs next to mine and you know just try and help me through it. Mm-hmm. And whatever. Like they're, yeah. re- I mean they're idiots, but they're really good for stuff like that. Like it's yeah. we've got such a close like bond and a good vibe in the team at the minute. Oh,
3: that's really so, nice. Yeah, yeah so we. Weird- we're taking some well, I'm taking my youngster this weekend and Mason's taking his youngster this weekend. So nice. yeah, it'd be good to get them out. Yeah. Gary I likes to Gary likes
0: a big show.
1: <laughs> I think we we might have a couple of youngsters too. So we might be very direct competitors this weekend. <laughs> I
0: think so. Keen. Cool. Yeah, Who are your predictions? So last week Rory gave us some predictions and he just happened to get seven out of seven in the A final who do you think is going to be in the A final this weekend
1: listen I'm an old boy I've been in this sport a long time it's usually the same seven for in fact I think I went about four or five years seeing the same seven or eight teams in a final it never it never really changes it's always the same names you might get a surprise or Two
0: but so are you do you think you're going to be in the B final again I mean, we might be in the C final this
1: time. We don't know. We, we're really good at being successful in a heat and then giving ourselves a good scare. So, you know, just pick a, pick a letter and hope for the best, I think, is our vibe. Um, but no, I mean, it's it, obviously it's going to be the same people. It's going to be like Sussex, Berkshire. Um, who else is a good team? What's that one? Staffordshire. Who are the, who are the Reds ones? Yeah, Staffs. North North yeah, them, like. Right. Leicester Forest things Yeah. The super team from the Midlands.
0: You haven't mentioned that one team with like those three South African riders just yet. I thought you were gonna be with us. Not <laughs> <laughs> if you're in the V final, mate. All right, okay. If the oh, rivalry right, okay. goes well,
3: then we'll be in the A, I <laughs> <laughs> If it goes badly, All we'll right. be with you.
1: Actually All right, so yeah, so Shall maybe move. maybe I'll leave Shirley at home and bring Zach then just just to be sure. <laughs>
3: oh, God. oh dear, this means Gary can't come out this weekend.
0: But Joe, there's actually a there's there's eight lanes this time. So there's a there's a spare space going.
1: I mean, I, I can't guarantee our performances, so you could put 16 lanes in there and I still couldn't say that we're <laughs> gonna be in it. <laughs> is, do you know what I mean, I mean into counties last year, for example, we were great in the morning, terrible in the afternoon, brilliant again in the morning the next day. And I think we were about two points off the A final into counties. But then the next competition, I'm pretty sure we were like C final and not even close to the top of it. (laughs) But when I say up and down, I mean really our team, our team is chaos. But I wouldn't change them for the world. It's brilliant.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Well, I think that's everything. Unless Meg and Tom have any questions.
3: No, I don't think so. It's been good chatting and getting to know you a bit better.
1: Yeah. Break down the little barriers. Yeah. Break down
3: the little I barriers. I won't be intimidated by you anymore.
1: <laughs> oh, you should never have been anyway. I don't know what I'm doing most of the time. I'm like, Zach gallops up and down the ring and I just hope and thrill.
3: Oh, maybe he's um, correcting it for you. He's like I picking ass- up a hoof and straightening up your bottle.
1: <laughs> I assume that's what happens most of the time. Yeah. Wait, wait till you see me on a different horse. It's a completely different experience. <laughs> I mean, so surely that I'm bringing this weekend, there's a picture that we got. I took it to the of friendly ones. There's a picture that we've got where I vaulted into a face. Um what? So I think wow. I think I yeah I think I was just doing like the motions and like muscle memory picked the stock or tool up or whatever and jumped and it there's no saddle and no body there like a body's <laughs> over there I'm here and a her face was there. That's it's ridiculous.
3: Zach is catching you.
1: Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, <laughs> Zach, Zach's always in the right place whereas Shirley surely does whatever she wants. <laughs> so yeah. It's, it's an experience. Just watch it every now and then. No. I'll give you a laugh.
3: Oh, good. Okay. Well, we'll keep an eye out.
0: Cool. Well, at least everyone who's listening to this now knows the, the real Joe Garnett. And they too can have the barriers with you broken and can go and say hello <laughs> to you when they see your competitions.
1: That's it. Yeah. <laughs> if you see me on anything but a Chestnut Arab, know that you're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> and even sometimes on that Chestnut Arab, it depends how much you give me to drink the night before. Let's be honest
0: absolute legend <laughs> thanks so much for joining us though Ru. i think that is it for this podcast and yeah it's been good thanks it's been a, for having me been a pleasure chatting
1: yeah it's been awesome man i'll see you this weekend
0: yeah cool You're
2: i'll awesome. bring a bottle of rum round to the Berkshire camp we'll see how we go on. <laughs>